this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for the Dark Matter After Show, where the secret ingredient is basil. And love, but mostly basil. We are talking about the season three premiere. Double episode. Stick around. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin hello and welcome to the dark matter after show here on after buzz tv if you haven't already go to youtube.com slash after buzz tv and hit subscribe i have a dancing co-host this is so great i'm loving it i thought you were gonna sing andrew this isn't a part of the song that I sing. Uh, my apologies. Oh, you guys. <laughs> I'm Yelts Eagle. We're so excited to be back. Season 3, episode 1 yeah! and 2. Being better is so much harder, and it doesn't have to be like this. Uh, like I said, I'm Yelts Eagle. I'm joined by Tari J. Miller. Hey, guys. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-E-R-I-J-Y-E. And Andrew Mena. I'm Andrew Mena. You can find me online at Andrew Mena. Um, I want to get to the part where you sing because it was so good. It's not the beginning song. I feel like the end song is different. I see. Uh, I see. Because okay. the beginning song goes, it's very Star Wars-y. It's very Imperial's March. It's like, boom, bacha, boom, 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 boom. I like, okay. yeah. All right. that That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's it. We'll find it. Imperial March. Oh, we'll find it. <laughs> Let's jump into the Dark Matter season three premiere. Yay! Um, pew, 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 pew. I have been dying for this episode, these two episodes, really. Um, not just because I was really excited about uh, when the show ended. I was like, more! But since December, it's been killing me from when I was in Toronto. Because you visited. I was there. You I saw got, it all. I got to see some of the stuff. You touched some of the stuff. I touched people. I I didn't know such thing. Um, uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Right. The pictures are online. Yeah. Um, I just have been dying, and so we're back. Yes. What did you think oh, of man. this? Real epic. Yeah. Real, uh, like, there were so many feels. Like, way more than I thought there would be. I thought it was, like, I thought it was just going to be like, we're coming in and we're doing some action, some punching, some flying. But it was like, oh, no. Things things happened. And I'm sad. Oh, Oh. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I feel things. I, we didn't I, know. I got the we didn't chip, realize. We the Android chip, chip and now I feel things. Full disclosure, we all watched it together, and uh, I did not get that from no, you at you all. No, you did not express like, that you were mm, feeling interesting. anything. Interesting. Fascinating. Yes. <laughs> I, guys, the chip is new. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You know? That makes sense. So you feel it now. Right. I feel it now. Okay. Andrew, what did you think? I loved it. I mean, there like we really we really did not get let down on what was essentially like this just enormous episode uh i have so many notes and so many thoughts and i think 
even though, and you guys know this because we watched it together. Like I am, I am irate about certain parts of this show. <laughs> we know. I'm irate yes. because I love this show, and yes. because this show does such a good job of like directing you in certain areas. Anyway, yes. Right, well, we'll get to that. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Lindsay huh? says this is going to be our feelius season. Ooh, yet. you guy. Oh, no. Yeah, it's we're no, going to have real feels. I don't like to feel. <laughs> right, at the end of the season, we get a whole new batch of numbers. No, none of them remain. Um, I really don't like feelies. I don't like to feel. But no, there's no but. I don't like to feel. Great. I hate. I get it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Malozzi. Yeah. Um, But let's start with. Okay, so the first. 25 minutes of the first episode so much happened that I was like how are we going to do this after show so <laughs> I tried to break it down we're mixing both episodes stick with us yes. uh, through this through this conversation um, I want to start with 6 and 2 in their escape <clears throat> they escape together in the Marauder and then we have this 2 is like going to save 6 by by letting him have the oxygen yes. which I was like duh cuz yeah. I totally predicted at the end of last season that she would be fine out in space yeah mm-hmm. cuz we know that she can yeah, live in she's space superwoman yeah right yes. though I felt like her plan uh he had an oxygen tank yeah. so she didn't yeah. need to like <laughs> siphon really all the to. oxygen to him but like I think it it was mostly because of her like martyrdom play yeah. where she's like I'm gonna sacrifice myself because I failed the team she did the equivalent of the parent like putting on the, the gas mask on their child <laughs> and, and, and not putting the mask on themselves the at all mask. yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about it's an yeah. oxygen, oxygen uh, is, is a oxygen gas? a gas no. boom correct boom boom dropping truth bombs okay. anyway so while she's dying um, yes uh, she starts to hallucinate what I would call... Would you call it a hallucination or a beautiful dream? Um, I would call it one of my two favorite scenes from this episode. Yes. One of your two, two favorite <laughs> scenes. Yes. Yep. Um, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I would in fact say it's the second uh, favorite scene. Where (laughs) (laughs) we got our Twix moment. Yes, we did. Uh, and then they immediately split them up, <laughs> as you do with the Twix. And I was going to say, do you, do you feel like it was an overtly like romantic moment of like the Twix kiss? Because you do, obviously. I just want you to talk about it. I don't know what you mean. All I remember was going, this isn't happening. Yeah. This isn't happening. And as their mouths got closer, going, well, so, These, she's going to disappear before they touch. And then yeah, they And then they kissed. And, they kissed. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was just a very, like... And I, and I don't know if this is going to be, like, a lost sentiment, but I feel like it wasn't a romantic kiss. And it, like, as much as, like, a kiss can be non-romantic, sure. it felt like a very, like, goodbye. Like, it felt... Yes. It was wonderfully weighted in that way. Mm. Like, it didn't... I, I yeah. agree. I definitely don't... It as wasn't, hot as she is, I wasn't going, yeah, get it, dig her nails and Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, like, <laughs> well, hyped about it, the, like, so kiss I, matter it wasn't of it. sexy yeah, kiss. That's what I'm getting well, at. But, like, it was a very, like, sensual, intimate kiss. Well, just like, because she's a sexual intimate Well, no, I think... So there was this moment. Mm. Uh, on, on the second watch, 
um, there was this moment where two was like it was it was a very long shot on her like really kind of like thinking and parsing through information as like Nix is telling her these things and telling her being better is blue and that she's saying goodbye and there's this moment where like when you it, it, in her eyes she communicates that like I would love to feel your lips against my lips like one of those things where you're like I like have you ever been with someone been around someone and they like touch you so much that like you're like I'd love to like kiss you right now. No, yes. And I feel that. like yes. it's that. Like they you're so attracted to them and they like they pull you in in such a manner that you want to be physically close to them. And I feel like in this moment when she's parsing through all that information and and the illusion of Nix is consoling her and telling her the truth that she wants to hear, you you get that like moment in her eyes and then it happens. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, mm-hmm. Andrew, no, I don't think it was like a sexy. Blah, well, it was like, well, well, because okay, because let's also point out like they can't see this, but you call it like it's a six-two. It's like their OTP like kind of thing. So what, like what, the you know six-two I mean? escape and or, the sorry, Twix sorry, sorry. kiss. Twix kiss. That's what I meant. You, it's the it's the it's the OTP name, right? So like there's a obviously a denotation of a relationship there. What no, I'm saying, no. I don't How feel like it was did, romantic. I see. I see what you're saying. Your I'm saying is, your it felt like a family them, thing. You, that I call them like twigs and that they're a ship. Right. I see. And mm. so and so there's, ob- and to me at least, maybe I'm uh, super uninformed, which is totally a thing that happens. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, you know, that de- denotation is romantic. But I didn't. it didn't feel romantic to me. And that's all I'm trying it to say. It felt romantic not in a um, lascivious, salacious way. I right. get that. It I felt still feel romantic like it was like... in like a... They love each other. They're part of a team. They're, but, they're sister friends. But sister, sister friends. Friend. But sister friends. <laughs> but isn't sister friends family more so than it is romantic? Um, girl, I don't know. Love girl, is love. I'm just is making love. a point. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is um, like love is not just love because there's the love of you wanting to be with that person, being with. <laughs> Maybe we're splitting hairs, and we do not need to I think focus this time hairs, on it. Especially because but I thought it was an interesting point. Yeah. Right. I thought well, it was an interesting point. And Kiara, yes. uh, Kiara Pilgrim says that she sort of liked how it was left up to interpretation, just enough. So, but they also really yeah. love the Twix. Um, but it, I mean, I'm sure that scholars will be talking about <laughs> what the meaning of this kiss was yes. uh, for decades. Long, long after we're, our bodies are turned I mean, ash. because it is very much ambiguous, and it is what you want it to be. And it is straight up, like you said, in her head. It is not happening. Right. So it doesn't matter. But at the same but time, I think it, it matters. matters. The fact that yeah. it's in her head makes it matter even more. Like, the fact she says, you know what I'm saying is right. Right. Um, but also... <laughs> I love that a person who's talking to themselves says that. Like, you know what I'm saying is right. You know, well, yeah, what? because this is what I clearly believe. I'm telling it to myself. Exactly. Yeah. But also it tells us more about how I was right in that two and Nix should have been together last season instead of Nix and four. You can want that. Clearly, so did too, because in her head, yeah. she saw Nick's. Maybe. And she cried. You're right, there were a lot of feels. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot. It's, it's a feel season. I'm um, ready. Uh, speaking of feels, uh, <laughs> no. I want to talk about how <laughs> Three and Anders escaped. Ah, uh, yeah. Because for Anders... I was feeling that. I felt it as well. It was so fun. So I read into a few things that probably were not supposed to be read into, but I read into them. Um, so as Anders is trying to turn on the generator, um, because the temperature is dropping, Three says to him, we should be working together like you said the temperature is falling fast. I believe what he was trying to say was, 
that you should unhandcuff me and we should huddle together for warmth. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Right? It was, you just come over here and spoon me and then we'll save time, energy, and Right, you're warmth. wasting your time. This generator's right. off. We should just get together for warmth. Our bodies are clearly a much more efficient method of heating. Yes. yes. Tari? I don't think so. Oh, weird. Um, I think maybe you just weren't I, reading in between the lines. Maybe. <laughs> I'm really bad at subtext. That's like not, because that requires like real emotion. Right. And, oh, okay. and, the chip and doesn't have th- that. It, yeah. No, okay. no. And it only was un- installed today. Oh, so so uh, you didn't get to watch I just, this I just with the chip get, installed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm only retroactively <laughs> processing it. Mm-hmm. And it. to me... It was more that they wanted to be buddies. Like he was like, "Let's let's fix this thing together," and then high five, <laughs> uh, create create sound waves with our hands is uh, <laughs> what how high fives work. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. That's uh, what you read in the thread. It all yes. checks out. Um, well, so the other thing that we learned uh, <laughs> is that Anders and Six or Cal, as he kept calling him. Yes. Was, yeah. Dumb. You don't like Cal. I know that's his name, but he's six to us. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so Anders and uh, Six, they've known each other for a long time. Uh-huh. And they were in training academy together, and they were Go friends. Uh-huh. Um, I think that they had a relationship. Okay. I think that Anders, John, Lieutenant John Anders, mm-hmm. um, and Six used to be a thing. Okay. Maybe. So, yes, um, I, I believe it. I would, I would think that if not for a single line mm. where Anders doesn't finish the sentence, but he goes, "I was the best man," and then he stops. You think at his wedding? At his wedding, which opens up a whole nother door because was six married at some point? What happened to her? Well, Guys. her, you're also presuming that in yeah. the future, you can't just marry whoever the fuck right, you sorry. want. What happened to Six's, uh, Six's significant ex, other? Ex-spouse. I yes. think what you're missing is the reason he stopped the sentence there was because Anders is why the wedding oh. never happened. So he was like, oh. I was the best, best man, man for him. <laughs> oh. oh, I was thinking he was the best okay. man at the wedding that didn't right. happen because we were going to be together. Yes. Because, you know, he was, <laughs> was helping me was with my corsage. Yeah. Or yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, soon we should be having, I think, um, the definitive the definitive answer on yeah. answers coming uh, out of We this. need some answers. But I think somebody in the chat wants to correct us. Uh, no, well, no. Uh, <laughs> Mr. D Style 9 oh. thought... Uh, the same thing about the the warmth. Yes. Um, Malozzi also says, "Ooh, good catch, Tari J." And what, he wonders if we'll ever find out. Does he say it like that? He does. Okay. Um, that's that's his cadence, Tari J. I love that you think that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, so I'm glad somebody else saw though. We should keep warm aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, definitely think I thought that they were going to go for it. I thought that was going to be part of the episode. was like, oh no, the station's shutting down and we're locked inside. Oh gosh, there's nothing we can get warm on. Oh, and then they were going to hate warm each other, you know? Like, <laughs> right. oh, I hate this. Shut up and hug me. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, though, I would have loved that. I, I like the idea of a scene where, like, in, or, in order to get to that point, they, like, went through all the boxes in the warehouse. Yes. And it was just boxes of ice. And they're like, how <laughs> yes. does this work? How do you even keep Why? these on the shelf? <laughs> this room isn't refrigerated. They're like, I, just, I don't they're get just, it. All right, fine. Last ditch effort. He's oh, like, man. I'm a bad man. In the comedy version of this show. <laughs> Yeah, that scene's gonna happen. 
I love where your head's at. Yeah, in Black Matter, the parody version. <laughs> um, well, before we uh, talk to Jeff, I want to take a moment yes. to thank our fans. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone who is live in the chat. Do we have some names that you want to read off? Uh, yeah, we got Sarah Brock. Woo! We got Assy Queen Borhan. We got Kent from Chicago. As always, our favorite, Joseph Melozzi. Hey, Joe. We hey, got Mr. D Styles 09. Ooh. Kira Pilgrim. What? 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 Nice. Thank I you. I don't need to add anything. The last um, one. That was great. We ask you to do a very simple thing. Go to iTunes. Make sure you've subscribed. Make sure that you uh, give us a review. If you like us, that's five stars. If you don't like us, you can give us four stars. And then bang on the keyboard, let us know what's wrong. Because we'll fix it. Yeah. yeah. I'll fix it. Um, but <laughs> we also want to tell you that we do the show for you for free. We give it to you for free. So enjoy. Um, this is one of our sponsors and we are going to take a minute to thank them. So Leah Remini Scientology in the Aftermath Ooh. was Amy's breakout unscripted hit of 2016. The Hollywood Reporter called it engrossing. The New York Daily News said the stories it tells are shocking and rife with sobering revelations and accusations. Now more ex-Scientologists are joining Leah to fight back. And Reality uh, Blurred put it, as Reality Blurred put it, that's the power of this kind of storytelling. So Leah Remini, Scientology and the Aftermath, for your consideration, Leah Remini, uh, Scientology and the Aftermath, aftermath on A&E. So thank you, Leah Remini. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, A and E. Nice. Yeah. Thank you both. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the corporate war that's happening. Okay. okay. Um, because we start basically the episode right where we left off. Uh, EL7 is exploding. Mm-hmm. And Truffaut saves. Um, but that's how her name is said. I know. Say and it again, though. It's, yeah. Truffaut. Madame. Uh-huh. Truffaut. Madame. Truffaut. Okay, perfect. Okay, someone make a gif out of that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? What's so funny? She's I... French. Oh, what? totally. But what is her name? Truffaut. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. Is that not her name? No, no that, that's her name. That. We're just enjoying the way you say it. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Here we are. I don't know. Truffle. <laughs> what is it? Truffle? Okay. Truffle? I can't do truffle. it. Madam Truffle. Madam Truffle. Madam Truffle. Well, she explains to us the way that the... Um, corporate war is going, and I gotta say thank you to the writers for having this explained at least three times that I caught as to what's going on. Yes. Because it's we've had two seasons now of complicated corporation names and French people who work for the corporations and mm-hmm. none of the corporation names are spelled the way you would want them to be spelled. <laughs> it's all very confusing. It's very confusing. Um, and so... We got three beautiful explanations onto what is happening with the corporate war. But before that, I believe we have, do we have Jeff joining us? Hello? Hello. Bonjour. If you'll kindly notice, it says, the Skype says no answer. Ah, I see. Oh. So, that, so that says, that means no. So My we, apologies. Uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep you updated. Thank you. I can't Thank see you. from there. Um, all right, well, okay, so here's what's happening. Ferris Corp. What? Yeah, sorry, what? What? When you laugh at the chat, it's I wasn't laughing at the chat. I was laughing at myself. Okay. Okay. Um, Ferris Corp (laughs) launched the preemptive strike, uh, preemptive strike, and blew up EL7. Mike Truffaut is Mm -hmm. remaining neutral. They remain neutral in the council vote, as we recall last season. Um, So neither side sees them as a direct threat. Um, 
And we now have the people who are on uh, Ferris Corp's side and the people on the other side. Mm-hmm. And Mike in the middle. Right. Yes? Mm-hmm. Let's play sure. a little game of Mike in the middle. <laughs> Mike in the middle. All right. Um, go ahead, Tari. <laughs> um, uh, so sm- slight correction. Um, uh, for Melozzi or for te- you? For, for me. Okay. Uh, technically, um, the, the station was blown up by Rio and not Ferris Court, even though Ferris Court originally intended right, to right, do right. so. Right, right, right. Yes, okay. So, correct. Very much correct. Rio actually blew it up, but Boybot. Oh, remember Boybot? I remember. Uh, Boy I Bot. do remember Boybot. Boybot was supposed to blow it up. Yeah, right. Oh. But he had a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. But he blew it up fun. anyway. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I miss Boybot. Yeah. I liked him. It's true. He it's was true. adorable. Yeah. He was a sweet little fella. Like a puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like now a he's gone. Puppy. Um. So we have this corporate war that we kind of been building to for two seasons. Yes. Yeah. It's finally here. Be- Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you, you're totally right. It is very convoluted in the way that, like, it's all laid out because it's essentially, like, it's not hard to, for everyone, like, especially us, to understand, like, hey, the people with the money have the power. Right. Great, we get that. But, like, how are you going to start a war as a corporation? Like, do you have, like, pri- just straight up private armies? Is that all this is? Like, yeah. Like, the yeah, corporations are the <laughs> exactly. governments now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which are, is neat. Is it? I, I think it is. I think also. Because, I mean... It's the extreme of where we are now in that, like, uh, essentially, right now, a lot of governments have, like, corporate backing, which influences how they make bills and things like that. So it's the extreme in that instead of the middleman of the actual government, the corporations are Are the the government. government. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mark. I love it. Mark, can we try calling Uh, again? I already did. One more time. Okay, um, so... So, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it was... They were in a, what one would call a Cold War state, in mm. that, like, no one was willing to make the first move, and so they were all kind of, like, living in a, a I guess, a, a fair equilibrium. But this one thing huh. was the one... Th- yes, yep. thank you. Good. Um, was the one thing that... Sp- was the tipping point, and now they can actually essentially go into full-fledged war. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I get it. I, 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 I wonder what the extent of corporate war is going to be, though. Um, I mean, I assume lots of... We're going to meet lots of cool androidy people. They're going to be the people fighting and stuff. My biggest question cool. about corporate war... That's my theory. ...is that, like, everyone in a regular war is dying for their ideals, right? They're all dying for something they believe in or to protect a loved one who's at home. Like, is corporate war just the same thing? But, like, except without the ideals, it's like, yeah, we're getting paid. Also, I don't want my family to die in the oncoming onslaught. Like, what is it? Like, who are the soldiers besides robots? Right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> ro- we all see the robots well, taking no, this. Because, but... Right, so we have Dwarf Star, which is one of the corporations, mm-hmm. and Dwarf Star are the people who are behind, that's Dr. Will Wheaton, who is behind mm-hmm. two. Yes. So I, and we met um, the handsome man bot. Yes. Yeah. Victor? Or no. Vikram? No. Victor is the guy who gave Android her um, yeah. freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you're talking about handsome manbot. Handsome manbot. So it's really hard to keep track. We need to give them real names. <laughs> I like to give boybot manbot. <laughs> Yeah. I have six names for our android. <laughs> yes. You guys got to step your game up. 
Yeah. So um, anyway, I imagine we're going to have a lot more super soldiery people participating in it. Yeah. Um, I want to see who's on what side of the war. Like, that's the thing. We've been introduced yes. to all of these different corporations. I would like someone to be like, okay, on Ferris Corp side, we've got all these companies. On the other side, we have all these companies. And is Mikay the only neutral one in the middle? Although she had a really great plan when she was saying, when Truffaut said that, um, that they're going to wait until everyone's weakened each other and then choose and right. be like, well, we're going to take over now. And like also where does Zyron like enter into all of this? Is Zyron a corporation? not a corporation, no, right? and they're having their own war. And they have their own government. Yeah. So they're outside of the system completely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Starman934 <laughs> asks, whose side is the Galactic Authority on? Who, yeah, who, who do they belong to? That's an excellent question. I assume that they are similar to another show on the sci-fi channel called Killjoys, where the, um, they're neutral in that they can't pick a side. Their job is to maintain order, okay. which makes no sense in a war. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that in a war? You just kill everyone, I guess. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, I mean, you just dead. do the yeah, yeah, you do the iRobot thing. You're like, oh, well, I guess humanity's a burden to itself. Sorry, <laughs> you, y'all forfeit. <laughs> um, I really and then the that. robots take over, and everything's nice. I like that idea. That is, yeah, very that's fun. season four. <laughs> All the numbers are robots, and it's just really nice. Um, uh, Malozzi <laughs> says the GA is not a- taking sides in the war. They're a force for law and order. War is chaos. Mm. Some would say that. War is hell. Mm. <laughs> War was Some might say that, yeah. Um, some would say that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when we have... The, Hold stop the it. Hold the stare. Girl, we're in the middle of a show. He's holding it. Okay. Sorry, I went somewhere. Man, all you guys listening on the podcast, like, you guys are missing out. <laughs> I don't know that they are. No, they are. Um, so we have this really great scene early on in the episode where um, there are intruders on the Raza. We have five with Bubba... And she takes out some people. Um, we have Truffaut shooting some people. The and then we have the android. Equilibriuming. Talk to us. Oh, man. The, there's a movie called Equilibrium. And Christian Bale uses what's called gun kata, which is essentially just pointing the guns in a direction to like oh, maximize the amount of people you murder. And that's what the android was clearly doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 100 million points. I was so excited when that happened. I was like, it's amazing. She's not even looking. It's all her processors. Uh-huh. I mean, her eyes are all of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I have she a, can probably log into the yes. ship through Neuralink. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has all the eyes. She does. I have a, I guess, a, not clarification, but a addition of information from Joseph Malozzi saying, Zyron's war is a separate regional conflict, although Rio knows Zyron's enemy, Pierre is being backed by a corporation, which is why he destroyed EO7 to distract them. Mm. Boom! Boom! Gun noises! Love it. But so we can confirm that I was right that it was a separate war. Yes. Yeah. I got something right! (laughs) Yeah. We always believed in you. Thank you. Um, So we had this really amazing family dinner scene. um, Yes, that that was really lovely. Where the android made a casserole. Can we talk about the casserole? Yeah. Um, sure. Tell me, uh, what is a casserole exactly? I, it's a collection of things uh-huh. baked together. Usually Aren't they usually and, like yeah, cheese solidified? Yeah, it's Maybe. usually it's usually very similar to like a lasagna or enchiladas. Like a casserole is like a big a big dish that you can share with a big group. But like it's usually 
cohesive. Right, absolutely. It's uh-huh. usually all it's all bound together. It's not right. usually separate bits and pieces. Like a salad. Like a salad is not a casserole. <laughs> you know, like a square is not a but, not a rectangle. Or yes. No, it is. Let me uh, <laughs> ask you this: um, What does a space casserole oh, look like? Fair. This that is, is a fair question. Yes. Because what that was was not like an <laughs> Earth casserole. No. Yes. You're right. That was a we, salad. We were operating on Earth terms. Right. Where that is so, not a casserole. You know, because if you're if you're trying to put all this <laughs> stuff in between the casserole and like the artificial gravity goes out, I mean, you got liquid everywhere in the it's, systems it's in the mess. in the machine. I see. But if yeah. you that's a good put point. it all together and you, you bake it. And you put a little basil and love in there. Love is holding it together, really. Yep. Love is <laughs> is, is 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 keeping it together in the same way it's keeping the crew together. Mm. Part of the crew, part of the ship. Wow, that was nice. Thank you. Um, well, so during our family <laughs> dinner, um, we we have a, like a family meeting where we discuss what the plan is going forward. Yes, yes. And uh, two says first step is to take back the blink drive. Second step is to kill Rio. Um, and Six is all like, yeah, no, it's totally, like, fine if we, like, do a little bad stuff because we need to stock up on, like, food and weapons and whatever. I was like, that's not, like, Six. Um, but Three was like, you know, uh, we're just going to kill everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was really nice to have this sit down where they go, here's the plan for the season, everyone. Yeah. We're going to get the blink drive. We're going to kill Rio. We're going to go after Ferris Corp. These are our plans. Yeah. Whether or not they happen. We'll find out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I liked it too. And uh, I, I don't know. I was interested. Like, I, I I didn't catch that Six was just, like, super okay with killing Rio. I, I thought that he was not commenting on the fact that he wanted to kill Rio. Because so, he's basically the guy that, like, we'll see. We'll see if you can. That's what I thought his, his response was. Hmm, yeah, you try. Like, get close enough, he's going to sword you. Like, kind of thing. <laughs> basically. Like, we'll see was the face I saw made. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Because I also don't know how they all feel about Rio. And I also feel like, especially with his past and his, like, betrayal story arc and stuff, like, he is the most in a position to forgive for. for to forgive Rio for what he's done. Yeah. And he, uh, you know. Yeah, and so we'll see if he gets the information. Because, like, that's another thing. It's like, he gets so mad. Everyone's it's like, you killed Nick. It's like, no, he didn't. He's so... All right. So we'll see if they get the correct information at any point here. But I still think that Six is the in the best position to, like, forgive him. Out I, of anyone. I love where your head is at and where you want to go with this conversation. Yeah. And we will in a minute. But it yeah. looks like we finally have... Jeff hey! Jeff joining us. Hello. <laughs> Always this way with me. Anything electronic, I... It's a trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here. From um, space, nonetheless. Yeah, from space. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard, we were talking about the uh, beautiful Thranders scene uh, where <laughs> three jumps on Anders and they just are in this beautiful embrace of beautiful. love. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a really great scene. We were discussing um, our theories here on... Anders uh, and his history with Cal. Yes. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Because we heard the sentence end with, I was the best man. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. What it's do you know? One, uh, one of those mysteries is going to have to play out. Can we, just, can we just ask you this? Do you know sure. what the end of the sentence is? Sorry, what was what? Do you know what the end of that sentence is? What, we're, what information we don't have? You don't have to tell us what it is. I just want to know whether or not you know. Yeah, I know. There's, oh, there's, okay. there's, there's something to go. <laughs> cool. 
Well, that's Joe. He's always got a surprise summer, right? Oh, so. I know. He's got a million surprises. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing the Easter egg hunt, trying to find them all. <laughs> Um, is it possible that the 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 answer is that Six and Anders were a couple? Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and now now it's Thranders. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Tari, you look like I'm you have the thoughts. I know. I'm literally trying to figure out what the ship name would be for <laughs> Cal and Anders. Yes, Clanders. Uh, well, <laughs> now like a three, wouldn't it? Because uh, the history with uh, six and then three and everything. So, so mm-hmm. it's a three-way ship. It looks like it, it could like be a, that. I like guess. a triangle ship. Clandry. <laughs> Clandry. <laughs> I'm so excited to go on with you guys because it's been uh, I've been panicking for the last ten minutes. So. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. We clearly love this show yeah. so much. Well, glad to have you. Um, when did you find out that Anders was going to be coming back? Um, Joe and Ivan hinted to me at the rap party. They, we were trying to work some things out in the story. I don't think that Anders originally was supposed to be in as much as he in, ended up getting in. So I guess Joe has a five-year arc he always talks about. It. And I guess when something like Anders or some of the other characters that have stuck around come up, he's got to figure out a way to work it into the, the broader story. And thankfully he does because I love playing Anders. So <laughs> it's a great role. The, the people are... They're like a, it's a set that's like a family. And I know that you probably hear actors say that stuff all the time, but they, they treat me like a, like a, a good close cousin, you know, and the, the cast would be the, the immediate family, but it's such a great place to go to work at a great environment. Everybody's in a good mood, pulling at the same direction and that. So. Yeah. I, awesome. um, I know that after we first met Anders last season, the fans like started a campaign online yeah. with save Anders. <laughs> yeah, we were, cause he gave, you gave him to us and then he took him away. Yeah. <laughs> how, how could you do that? Poor guy just gets shot a lot. I mean, yeah, but you know, he's a resilient fella. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll develop an immunity to bullets. I was going to say, maybe we're going to find out that he's got a Logan thing going on. It's true. Yeah. You never know. I was thinking too, maybe he's like a cyborg guy or Ooh, something like that. I like that. Ooh. Anders is a secretly a cyborg who has infiltrated the GA, and then we find out that he's part of a whole <laughs> robot cell that's infiltrated the GA. Oh man, you guys. Look at what you did. You, you've sparked some theories. Anders, short maybe. for Android. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is! You guys oh, are talking man. over it, we can't hear our words. Sorry, saying. we're so excited. Yeah, it was a great episode, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could say that again. I was I, when I read the script, I, I was so pumped about it. Obviously, my stuff too, but like everything, there was something for everybody in that episode. I felt, especially the the scenes with Melissa and all Nixon, that sort of. It was just a really, really well written episode. Yeah, we were definitely fans of that scene. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool that you say it's well written too, because like the effect was very obvious on us. Like, we all feel very strongly about this episode. But I would love to see like a, a written version because how do, how do you like when you're reading the script? Are you feeling all of the same stuff that you? Because you, I assume you've already seen this episode too now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I like that that one scene uh, with with two and Nix. I, I teared right up actually when I read it. Wow. It, 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 and I, I remember thinking at the time like. This is going to be an incredibly powerful scene for the fans of the show. Like, they're going to love this. And it, it was a good way to sort of send her off in a, in a really touching way. And it really opened up a lot of questions for, for two as well. Because, you know, she was sort of responsible for what happened at the end of the day. So, Yeah, exactly. You, you, you read the script and you just use your imagination and try to make the most of it there. And it's, it's so cool when you finally get to see it come to life. 
yeah. and actually see how all the effects and everything. Like when I was dragging three up that mountain, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was so cool because you walk on set that day and uh, you see this big dirt hill being with a green screen behind it. And you're like, well, what is this going to look like? But when I saw it, it was like, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times did you have to drag him up that hill? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was a lot heavier than he looks, huh? Uh, <laughs> he did, like, what, eight takes or something? Oh, good. I was definitely more than eight takes. Yeah, it seemed a long time, and my hands were raw. So, oh, man. You do have to and suffer I mean, for your art. I kept hanging into him and hitting the, hitting the head with a gun and all that kind of stuff as well. So. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, and the the dirt that he was like the gravel that was um, it was tires right yeah like rubber things right yeah I don't know what it looked like I, I was uh, I had to watch the episode from uh, our lo- our hotel bar because oh, they my. didn't they didn't have the channel uh, in the room so we had like a little viewing party which got out of hand <laughs> I sound like I do and probably look like I do but yeah <laughs> it was awesome. fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You probably need to recover from your weekend. (laughs) Um, But until we see Anders again, because I'm calling it, we're seeing Anders again. Oh, he's coming back. Um, I actually really think Anders is going to join the team in season four. Yes, as the awesome new robot. Keep that theory going around. That would be a (laughs) good day. Yeah, that's going to happen. I've decided. Mm -hmm. He comes back. I mean, honestly... Like I said, I love playing him. So whenever I get the call that, hey, I think you're on hold for these dates, it's like I jump around and scream. And, <laughs> but if it was something more permanent, that'd be good, too. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so where can people keep up with you on social media? Because you are big on your socials. Yeah, I just do spend a lot of time on that. Uh, well, Twitter, <laughs> uh, F. Tiravanen on Twitter and Instagram. I love, I love photography, so I'm always posting pictures and stuff like that on there. That's awesome. A little bit of stuff on my so-called career in that so <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us have a good rest of your weekend yeah. i'm waving thank, as though we can yeah, we're, we're waving as though you can see us <laughs> all right well listen guys thank you so much thank, thank you. you thank you have a good one um bye andrew what let's talk about rio okay um so we get sure. to meet um Teku, who who i loved Yes, um, who is now a royal advisor, and he says that he will serve until his dying breath. And Misaki, like, holds her sword, and like, he's about to lose his head. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, also, like, everyone else in the room, do you not see her doing this? She is not trustworthy. This this is a person who, I just, I can't with her. She's so volatile. Like, if I'm I'm the king, or the emperor or something, and I'm like, yeah, great, it's so good to see you again, friend. And then my my person to the right is, like, grabbing, can you, can you stop? This is my friend. <laughs> this I haven't seen him in a long. Can you? Can you actually just leave? Uh, kind of bringing us all down. No. It's a really weird vibe you got. Okay. okay. I just wish someone um, would say that to Misaki. Sorry. Well, I mean, in her defense, um, everyone else in the room was also very uh, hesitant as Rio was making his offers, mm-hmm. both offers, and then especially when uh, Teku f- didn't renounce his previous offenses. And so, like, everyone was really, really nervous, but she was the one who was very aggressive about it, which makes sense because her character is very much geared towards the, uh, the I guess, the elevation of the throne, not necess- and, and, you know, Zyron and its people. And so some, anyone who at, at any point has worked against it, she is definitely going to be wary of. I mean... <laughs> yeah, But that also... I mean, but... Sh- 
True. And while that's true, <laughs> while that's true, she's wary of things that she doesn't understand or really know or trust. Like she's just very out for. Yeah, she's trying to be loyal, but it it, it it's it's so misguided. It's like it, it's yeah. I can't I can't even I can't even eloquate because it is a very classic archetype of the of the villain to have a real shitty, really ambitious second in command who's just like I'm gonna do all the things you think I, like should be done. Isn't this good? Like they're a weird puppy. They're the weird little brother who's just doing everything. And it's just like, come on, man, so you don't have the vision. We have the scene where Rio finds out about um, Nix and mm-hmm. realizes that it was Misaki, and he like threatens her, and she says she was a distraction. And I think that Tari's totally right in that her whole journey and life is to protect this uh, this empire, right? And. So she's doing what she has to, mm-hmm. or what she thinks she has to. Yes, sir. Um, that said, Teku is totally going to lose his head, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, the story, really the story that she tells him, the story that was a threat to him about her growing up and beating this guy who was bigger, and that that they took it out on her. I I was listening to the story on the second um, second watch, and it's also very much such a story of how women are treated and i was like yeah. oh i'm so <laughs> like i was like i'm trying to get back into the show and i'm watching this being like i know girl i know i mean it's true I, yeah. and i also like the subtext of I, she's willing to wait as long as it mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. to get what she wants and yep. and and it doesn't matter if uh if you the moment you think you're safe is when she's going to come after you. Yep. She'll take your eye, and then she'll take your life. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick about yes. Misaki. Randomo24 says, am I the only one who really likes Misaki? Yes. And that actress ever since Scott Pilgrim, which I did not put together that she's Knives Chow. She is Knives Chow. I did not <laughs> even, because re- she's so grown now. Is she? Like, Knives was, yeah. She was Knives was like a, a, a kid, she was playing like a 17-year-old kid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna contradict you right now. She, she is playing the exact same character, and I hate it. That's why I hate it. What are you talking she's about? She's playing Knives Chow. She's Knives- playing evil Knives Chow. And Knives Chow is already a little evil, because she's super, she's essentially, she's doing to... Huh. Rio is Scott Pilgrim. It's the same thing. Like she's she's just being crazy about a different person. You're wrong. And I'm okay. okay. You're allowed to everything you say is wrong. That's Welcome fine. to my life where everything <laughs> I say is wrong. Um, all right, so they have the Blink Drive, Rio's team, and it's housed on their research facility facility deep in a nebula. Um, and we figure this out because Five is doing her memory stuff, and trust me, we'll get to Five Ooh, and her those memory, memory stuff. Jumps. Um, but we have this heist. The whole second episode is this heist. Yes. Um, which I love a good heist. I thought it was too soon for our team to get the blink drive back. The fact that they're afraid to put it in the um, Raza because the scientists tampered with it, totally love. Mm-hmm. But it was real fast to yeah. get it back. It was real fast, and I felt really bad, like really sad for everyone on that research station. All the scientists, like the the ones that they're like, you need to save them, and then like, oh well, this this woman screwed you over, so now you don't get to even get saved. Like that's not even a thing that we're even going to come back to, like. But it was her fault. That woman was awful. Absolutely. No, That's no. the woman you should be hating. No. But inarguably, she was awful. <laughs> no. Inarguably, she was awful. And she, like, got her little, like, get shot in the back thing. It was just I very... I was really It wasn't even satisfying. That we didn't get to see the nothingness eat her. Yes. That's actually... 
That oh, was, no, what I wrote yeah. down too. Like the, the way that we saw the nothingness and that it was like closing in. And it ate that little thing that three had. Yeah. It, I wanted it to, his like, his protein bar. Yeah, whatever I it was. Wanted, I wanted to see like her, le- like when she bent over at one point to throw it out. Th- I was like, she's going to lose a head. It's going to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Headless body. I just no. wanted them to like kick her out that thing and then shh. Oh, she's gone. Oh, I wanted it to oh. slowly like. Go up or down. That would be nice. One way. That would have been Guys, nice. Guys, she was just being really uh, loyal to her this emperor. This is the thing. Is like, <laughs> everyone in the Zyron story arc has this idea of loyalty, and this is probably going to come to pass, because it's it's a big theme that they're playing with. Yeah. The idea that loyalty, like, uh, it just means just murder yourself. Murder yourself. It doesn't matter. Just die. Just die. That's better for the country. It's like, no, it's not. What world are we trying to live in? No. Why is everyone so willing just to die for no reason? But that's, that is, it's an older mentality in terms of war and how you show your patriotism. Right, and it's all about tradition in Zyron, and right. I get that. But it's also just very, like, so misguided, and it's always, ah, it's just, it's always, it's always this feeling, like, for me. It always just makes me feel like, all right, he great. his notebook. Cool, I flipped my notebook <laughs> for those of you at home. Yeah. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's like, great, cool, you're loyal. Yes. Except you're not, and you everyone, you're not loyal. You're misguided and sad. And, and I just feel this intense pang of empathy. And but, it's not even fun. It's just pity. It's pity and sadness. But to them, they are doing the most honorable thing that they can do, which is giving their life for kingdom, or for empire and country. You know? It's like in let's say, the Revolutionary mm-hmm. War, where it was people's dreams to die in the war representing their newfound colony. I'm going to read over your shoulder that loyalty is different than stupidity and agree with Renji90998. Because, like, there's so such a line between doing you th- something that you think is going to forward, like... And, and, and I see Yell getting physically uncomfortable about this conversation because she has nothing to say about it. Because I, Yeah, you have whoa, nothing to say. Whoa, so I think, we should, I think we should move First on. First of all... I think we should move on because I, I agree. Like, this is probably too long on the whole idea of, of this. But, but that said, <laughs> I just feel like... I just feel so frustrated by, oh, don't by tell this me how to overarching. Run my show. No, you, know, you can do whatever you want. But I just feel very frustrated with this overarching sense of loyalty. And I don't know how much more... Specific, I can get about it. So I really, I, I really hope that the rest of the season continues to annoy you this much. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is my hope and gift to you. They're, they're just. I love. I love my team, and I'm just so precious about them. And I just. I think all this loyalty so masquerading. It's, I feel like so part of it silly. is that you are still considering Rio as part of the team. Yeah, he is. No, four was part of the team. He is this person. Four and Rio are the same person. Rio, you gotta accept that four and Rio, um, like they are the same person. They are within the same body, and like things that that he does now are motivated by the past of Rio, absolutely. But things that he does now and things that he is now are motivated by who four is. So I, I totally hear you, and you can feel like he's not part of the team, but he's definitely still part of the team. I s- in my eyes, yes, I agree with Andrew in that. You get out. I, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well all right. See that's you guys our show. I feel like, or at least I think that he still feels like he's part of the team, mm-hmm. that he's just doing his duty yes. and he's, he's, they're still his buddies. Like he's had, like Malozzi earlier had pointed out that he could have held them prisoner after he took the throne and forced them to give up the blink drive, but he didn't. Like he let them go and like he's, even when he had that call with Android, he was very casual, um, and he was essentially 
acting as if nothing had ever happened to them because he's doing all of these things in order to, because he feels like they're they're the pragmatic choice. So as Misaki says to him, you still think of them as your family and you were going to end up having to deal with that. Is that not what she said to him? Yeah. That yeah. That, and, and, not, and he will have to deal with but that. He's not the, part of the Raza anymore. I he's think not, he'll have to deal with the fact that yeah. she like that she feels this way, and then he's going to have to kill her. Well, we're going to move on oh, in a bit. Before you do that, go. Do it. Malozzi says, Ugh. "Tell us." Andrew is correct about everything. He has about a year's worth of four memories and a lifetime's worth of real memories. Well, duh. In his mind, the betrayal and their presumed hurt feelings is worth it to save his home world. Right. Whatever. Um. No, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I would like to... No, I know it's not predictions, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yes. Misaki and Ryo are going to hate do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want it. <laughs> no. Maybe. I, it. I predict. I don't All right. Lastly, we need to talk about five because this was huge. Yes. Yes. Um, so five at the end of the first episode is talking to Sarah and says, welcome back. And that's all we get of that. Anything to yeah. say on that, or should we keep going? Keep going. Great. Um, so we have these flashbacks that she's having that she's not controlling, not using the thing to do, um, to when she was Das. Um, I mean, it seems Which like... is when she was not going by Emily, which is her name. She was going by Daz, and there's the old guy who they tell us are his name. Sure. They yep. go, his name is Baines, not just the old guy. And I went... I'm just going to put the old guy. Yeah. yeah. They looked at the camera and were like, yep. yell. He has a Remember name. his name. I, I wrote down the his, name just I because did. I felt so guilty. I wrote the old guy. Um, <laughs> so then these memories seem to be taking over. And if she, if they don't do something soon, she's going to be stuck in her, I guess it's kind of like a coma of memories. Yeah. Right. Um, and as they're fixing the problem, the old guy tells her. That she has a sister. Yes. And that the sister was adopted when she was a baby by a wealthy family. And Android says when they fix her that she may lose some uh, of her memories, but they have to do some sort of wipe. So we don't know if she lost any memories mm-hmm. that she got as five yet. Yet. Can I yes? talk about the scene where she finds out that she has a sister? Yes. And I feel like... And correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Malozzi, but it felt like a very direct reference to Star Wars, where Yoda's like, there's another! And and that is... <laughs> that was so good. That was, that was really that was good. Thank really you. Good. I was looking and I thought it was... This is Leia's story in that she was adopted by a, a well-to-do family that has a lot of influence. Mm. Like, Five is, is Luke Skywalkering right now. Oh, snap. Are you trying to say that her sister's Misaki? Oh, I would hate that so much. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would hate that so much. That's probably what awesome. it is. Her it's sister's not a, Misaki. Because no, no, no. Misaki's oh. definitely super Asian. I, and it doesn't not. matter. I think Didn't it he does. say something about the, they adopted another? The sister's what? adopted. No, the sister's no, not the a sister blood got sister. adopted. She was oh, adopted. okay. I heard the word adopted, and I was like, oh, okay, so like not blood, but still important. No, no, no. no. Blood sister that was okay. adopted by someone else. I still yes. think it's Misaki. Because her parents died in an accident. Yes. It still has to be Misaki, so, because I would hate it. Um, I too, think at this point, the universe. <laughs> we need to head into, but before we do, yes. I have two corrections that need to be said. Um, last season, for a lot of it, I talked about how beautiful Anthony's blue eyes were, and I got a strict... Talking to a stern talking to oh. that his eyes are in fact green. Oh my gosh! 
I needed to correct that. How could that. you? I disagree. For so long. I know. On the screen, they look blue. In person, apparently, he claims they okay. agree. You're allowed well, to disagree. He's got to come sit on this couch so I can see his eyes. See his eyes. Okay. Um, and the second correction was the promo that I believe aired was for episode four. Oh, okay. Mr. Malozzi could correct us in the chat, but I'm pretty sure that he had tweeted that the promo that aired with the ukulele singing oh, and so an Andrew Black Hair yeah. was episode four, not next week's episode three. Okay. Okay. So those are the two corrections. Now let's head into predictions. Yeah. After Buzz TV predictions. Um, without a promo, we know it could go anywhere. Oh, so um, so many different places. That's true. What do we think is going to happen for the season? For the season? Yeah. Um, I think by end of season, Anders is joining the crew. Yes. All right. I is, dig it. As an android. No. 6.5 he will be. Yes. Um, I have That's a... so cute. It's so cute. Right? 6.5. I have, <laughs> I have a long-term prediction. Okay. In that we've already talked about how uh, we believe that Four still believes himself to be part of the team. And we've also talked about how Misaki is very ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my prediction is that she is the actual, like, season... F- what season are we in? Three? three? Yeah. Season three bad guy. Oh. Um, so I think that she's going to turn on Rio, and then Rio's going to have to turn to the team to try to take her down. Nice. Yeah. Um, so far, I still see him as the villain. Yeah, that's that's something you're gonna have to get over real quick because <laughs> yeah. it's definitely Misaki. She's definitely the main villain. <laughs> yeah, hundred totally. percent, exactly. Oh man. Um, do you think they're gonna have hate doing it? No. Uh, I really? Don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. They might. It might be the the way that she betrays him. It, she's like, I'm gonna put it down on you, <laughs> and then she's like, and by put it down, I mean this knife in your abdomen. <laughs> nice. And I he's like, like I can't get away because oh, I'm doing stuff. I like it. I like where yeah. your head's at. Um, Starman934 yeah. says maybe uh, Five's sister was adopted by Truffaut. Ooh. Oh. oh, so my prediction is when last season we had Aifa, uh I don't remember what her name was on this show. Um, yes. Who? Uh, so last season there was a woman who was looking for Emily Colburn, which mm-hmm. is Five's real name. Right. And the woman... Used to be on Lost Girl, and on Lost Girl, her character's name was Aifa. Yes. So therefore, I call her Aifa. Right. Um, I don't remember her name on the show. This Doesn't is the matter. problem with when I make my own names. Yeah. Um, she has um, Five's sister. Okay. And or is Five's sister. Oh, like an older sister. Yeah. I assumed the sister was older because the sister was adopted when um, Five was a baby. Mm-hmm. So, because we have the information that she was a baby mm-hmm. and the other one was adopted, yeah, I assume it was must older, have been older. Yeah. yeah, unless it was also a baby. Is that lady yeah. still alive? I don't know. Okay, oh, we made some bitches before we got to the plot part of them. Mm. But okay, I, I could see that. I think yeah, the last time we interacted with her was when she left with um, Eric's. Eric's, yeah, Eric's. Eric's. Um, any final thoughts? Ah oh, man, no. I I. <laughs> I ha- I'm so full of thoughts and feelings and emotions, but mostly just negative at Masaki. Great. And positive <laughs> so hold at the those team. Inside. Yep. Yep. Um, you any got it. final thoughts from Melozzi correcting me? Um, correcting you. Um, oh, he says Alicia Renaud. Renaud. Um, and yes, Renault? she's still alive. Was it Renault? Yeah, Renault. Probably. Think it was um, Renault. And she's still alive. Okay, great. So I hold my prediction Renault. 
I have to figure out how to say that one. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. We have been your Dark Matter After Show show. We will be here every week, but between then and now and then, I'm so out of it. Andrew? I'm Andrew. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Andrew Mana. Or if you want to Google me, just Google me. I'll be there. Okay, Tari? I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-E-U-R-I-J-A-Y. That's on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Doctor Who After Show Ooh. at eight o'clock Pacific Daytime tonight. Yes, tonight Sundays. Pacific Daylight Time. Okay, tonight. I'm Yell Teagle. I'm <laughs> at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And you can find me all summer long on the ABTV Sci Fi Summer Slate. That's right. We are doing Winona Earp right before this one, Dark Matter. And in three weeks, Killjoys joins the lineup. So I will be on all three shows. Find me there. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Basil. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 